Sandra Cohn. I'm an award-winning photographer, industry educator, and best-selling author on a mission to help other photographers just like you reach the level of success they want and deserve. What I know after 20 plus years in the photography industry is that building the business of your dreams is totally possible. And on this podcast, I'll share everything I've learned on how to do just that. So thanks for joining me and let's get started. Okay, you guys, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Natural Light podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Cohn, and I have something very exciting, very important to talk to you about today. That is Taylor Swift. All right, so bear with me. Now, listen, the genius of Taylor Swift is something that I have raved about to my friends and to my family for years, right? Um, But I'll be honest, it's not something that I ever really thought I would bring into my professional world or my business world. And it certainly wasn't on my list of things to podcast about. Um, But today, this morning, as I record this, it is December 10th, which happens to be Taylor's 31st birthday. And in celebration of her birthday, she surprised the world and Swifties everywhere by announcing the release of her ninth studio album, which is her second album this year, second album. So for those of you who may be unfamiliar with Taylor, um, she released a surprise album over the summer called Folklore. It's really good and it's great. Won all these awards and everybody loves it. But um, she wrote it during quarantine, the, so the first half of the year and released it over the summer. And just this morning, she announced that she was releasing another quarantine album, which she's calling Evermore. It's kind of like a sister to folklore, right? So mind blown. I'm super inspired. So one album in a year, I imagine, is a huge accomplishment, right? Like normally artists take years to work on an album. So one year, one album in a year is a huge deal, but two is just phenomenal. And so while I was marveling about this and what she's been able to accomplish this year, I really got to thinking that all of us, right, but certainly creatives really have something to learn from Taylor and her quarantine induced burst of creativity. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. All right. Now, before I do, before I get into it, I feel like I need to give you a little insight into my obsession with Taylor Swift and why, you know, me as a 49 year old woman follows her every move, which I totally do. Um, It's not something I've talked to you about before. And I, I don't know that everybody knows that I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I am. Um, I even named my dog after her. So our dog's full name is Sergeant Pepper Taylor Swift Zarkon Castle, but we call her Pepper Tay or Tay for short. So, you know, she's a, she's a big deal in our lives, in my home. Um, I, I'm like a huge fan. And I was introduced to Taylor Swift by my niece, actually, when she was just a little girl. So she was probably, I don't know, like in the first or second grade when she really got into Taylor. And so we just listened to her all the time, right? We'd have like dance parties and all that stuff, like super cute. And honestly, at the time I began to love Taylor because I love my niece and it made her so happy and seeing her so happy made me happy. And it was really fun, right? I also like love pop music. And so I was into Tay's music, but I really wasn't obsessed with her. 
um, the way I am, am now. Um, but one year when my niece was 13, I surprised her by taking her to see Taylor Swift in concert. And you guys, it was a big deal. It was the 1989 tour. And like, we totally like were matching outfits and we made, I love you, Taylor, light up posters. And it was super, super fun. And I was expecting it to be fun. Like I was expecting it to be just like a pop concert. Right. But then Taylor got up on stage and in between the dancing and the singing and the sparkly outfits and the fireworks and all the things, she started talking. And the way she talked to a stadium full of little girls and boys, like it was an audience of preteens, teenage kids, basically, and their guardians. And the way she got up and started talking to them just blew my mind because she was talking to them about really, really important stuff. So she got up there on stage and she started, you know, saying things like, you know, you deserve to be respected and you need to be listened to and your voice is important. You know, I remember her um, talking, you know, about how there's your value in who you are and your value has more to do, is more important than the boy you're dating or the clothes you wear or what your friends are doing or what your friends are saying or what, what pop, what's popular at the time, right? Like she got up there and just told them how much they mattered and how much she believed in them and that life gets better and to trust themselves. And you guys, like that was the moment <laughs> that I became a total super fan because it was just so clear to me how well she knew her audience, right? She knew that as a pop queen, right? Pretty little pop queen, right? That most of her fans were these young girls and honestly young boys. There were a lot of young boys there too. And she used her platform to talk to them in such a like kind and direct and clear and meaningful way about things that mattered that it just won me over. And I think it was in that moment that I realized that this woman has something important to say and something important to contribute beyond her super fun songs, right? Which are also really good and I'm really into. But um, so I started paying attention. Now, from a business point of view, I personally believe that Taylor Swift is a powerhouse, right? Like similar to Dolly Parton, who is also like a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of. So um, like she's in that kind of like similar echelon in my part, in my opinion. Like she and her team, they're just really smart, right? Like I said, she she knows her people, she knows who she is and she owns it. She's like the first one to get up and make fun of herself or point out the the you know, preconceptions that other people have of her. I mean, her, her personal brand is solid, but like I just said, she totally knows who her people are and her ability to speak to her fans is remarkable. Her messaging, her marketing are on point. <laughs> I mean, I could go on about this all day. I mean, I couldn't, I don't know, maybe I will do another episode just on the marketing lessons that we could learn from Taylor Swift and her team, because it blows my mind. And what she's done over the years has always blown my mind, but also her ability to pivot is remarkable, right? And she's done it over and over again in her career. And what's wonderful to watch is that with each pivot, 
it's like she's getting clearer on who she is. And I just love that. You know, one of the things that I teach in all my classes, but specifically inside the Six Figure Studio and with the people I coach, is that the real key to success is figuring out what it is that you do, right? I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but what do you do? What is your point of view? What is your vision? And then just being willing to do it fearlessly, right? Stop looking at competition, stop chasing trends, stop trying to be like everyone else, and instead focus like a laser on your voice and your creativity, right? And I think that Taylor Swift just totally embodies that. And she gets better at doing it every year right? Which has been fun because we've literally seen her grow up before our eyes, right? Um, and I think the fact that she does get better at it every year is also an example. I mean, we all do, right? The more you practice being yourself, the easier it gets. And again, from business and branding perspective, that's really where the magic happens. So, right, there's a lot that we could talk about with this woman. Um, and so many things that I've learned from watching her journey, along the way. But this year in particular, and once she's done with these two al albums is really what I want to focus on for this episode. So uh, let's see where do I start? Okay, so let's fast forward um, in my journey of being a Taylor Swift super fan to this year, 2020. And of course, as we all know, this year has just been a dumpster fire, right? It's been super hard. The world has stopped. All of our normal ways of living have stopped everything we thought we were going to do, all of our plans that we had for ourselves, for our businesses and for our families, they've all been canceled, right? It's been really hard. And Taylor, I'm gonna call her Taylor because I feel like I know her, um, like the rest of us, had to cancel her plans too, right? She had to cancel the concerts that she had scheduled. She had to you know, cancel her press appearances or I mean, I don't know what pop stars do but I'm sure she had a lot on her calendar um, and she had to cancel it all, she had to stop. And she had to adjust to the new normal and hunker down just like the rest of us. But what she chose to do in that slowness, what she chose to do during that time is what has really inspired me. So, you know, she doesn't have to work, she's Taylor Swift, right? She could have hung out in her one of her pretty houses with her cats and her boyfriend, Joe, and, you know, binged watch Netflix. <laughs> but instead, she really used that time, she used the slowness that she had, that she probably doesn't have a lot of in her life, I would imagine. And she used that slowness to um, dig deep into her cre creativity, right? Dig deep into her imagination, dig deep into what she wanted to say and what she wants to do. And in the process, produce not one, but two albums, like something like 32 songs. And those are just the ones that we've heard. I'm sure that there were other ones that didn't make the cut, right? Like that's incredible. That's amazing. So I think what she has done with these albums is show us all how to find opportunity even in the hardest of circumstances, right? And I think that's a really important lesson, especially for creatives, because we always have a choice. You have a choice, right? Like you can, on how you're going to react to hard times or how you're going to react to slowness in your business. You know, how are you going to respond when you're not getting clients or you're not making sales or when things are just not going the way you want them to. And you can get sad or you can blame your competition or the saturated market or 
you can do the work, right? You can figure out what it is that you do. You can do the research and really get to know your people so you can really talk to them in a meaningful way. You can work on your messaging. You can work on your marketing. You can create a plan to put in place so that when the slowness is over and when life is back to normal, you and your business are in a better position than you were when all of this started. And so I feel like that's what Taylor Swift has to teach us. That's what she's teaching me. That's why I'm so inspired this morning. Also, I'm super excited for the new album, but, um, and I wanted to share that with you. So <laughs> thank you for listening today. Like I said, this is not what I thought I would be talking to you about this week, <laughs> um, but Taylor just inspired me once again. Um, if you did like this episode, feel free to share it with somebody else, subscribe, leave us a review. That's always really helpful. And if you'd like some help on figuring out how to work on your business right now um, and in 2021, I'm going to invite you to download my new free 12-page ebook. It's called the Six Figure Photography Framework. I'm going to, I'll link it in the show notes in the description of this podcast. But in it, I share three things that you need to know to start building a profitable photography business, as well as some of the most common mistakes I see photographers make and how to avoid them. All right. Okay, you guys, thanks for being with me today. And I'll talk to you later.